What is up, CT? How's it going? Manny, what's up? <laughs> I'm good, man. I'm good, man. Yesterday was a bad night. The Yankees got killed, but as we speak right now, I'm watching the game and it's, it's well, they just scored a run. It's 8-2 Yankees. So we're, we're bringing back. We're coming back. We're coming back. It's all good. Yeah, I'm just convinced. Like, the more sports I watch, the more I'm convinced that uh, someone's pulling the strings behind behind the scenes, you know? Yeah, your whole 33%. Uh, what is it, 33%? Was that what you you said that the game was, uh, was fixed 33% of the time or some shit? Yeah, it's just funny how Gary Sanchez was was doing horrible coming into this game. Mm-hmm. And I felt like everybody was ripping him in uh, sports radio or anything. They were like, oh, like Stanton's doing bad, but Gary Sanchez is doing even worse. Like, how come nobody's talking about Gary Sanchez? And then here he is jacking two home runs in the game, like no big deal. <laughs> Well, that's the thing is is that in baseball we measure you know we measure batting average average batting averages on base percentages and stuff. You're gonna come back to earth. So throughout a season, you're gonna have your downs and you're gonna have your ups. And it just so happens that these guys are having their downs early in the season. Um, it doesn't mean that they're gonna be this bad forever. You know what I'm saying? Like, so you know, <laughs> like if they're this bad they wouldn't be in the majors you know what i mean so what you're really saying is that it's over for major league baseball because if stanton's supposed to come around and gary sanchez is supposed to come around and judge is supposed to be judged then it's pretty much over for baseball no so baseball no so baseball's I mean, ruined <laughs> no it's not ruined. i'm just saying like like the red sox are on a hot streak right now but are you you know are the red sox really a nine game winning streak type of team. You know what I'm saying? Like th- th- it just doesn't exist in baseball. That's just, it just happens every once in a while. It doesn't mean that that's, that's who you are all the time. You know what I'm saying? Uh, are you, are we trying to get into a, <laughs> are we trying to get into a Red Sox Yankees debate now? Or do you want to kind of <laughs> save that for later? <laughs> this is a perfect segue into uh, the power rankings uh, so there, there, there are different power rankings out there. You have ESPN's power rankings, you have MLB's power rankings, and then you have Bleacher Report's power rankings. I happen to follow Bleacher Report more than anything else just because, I don't know, I find it more interesting. ESPN seems like, I don't know, too, too corporate or something. And MLB is just too, I don't know, I don't even know how to describe it. But Bleacher Report is more like a fans thing. And I'm yeah. I'm interested in seeing what fans, what the the pulse of the fans is, right? So this is their. I'm gonna, I'm just going to give you their top five. Hit me in the power rankings. All right, number one, they have the Houston Astros. Okay, I have no problems with that. Number two, Boston Red Sox. <clears throat> uh, whatever. Uh, <laughs> number three, you got the Cubbies. Number four, you got the Diamondbacks, and number five, you got the Angels. So. Here's my beef. The Mets have rattled off. I think they're on an eight-game winning streak right now. The Mets are, in this power rankings, they're listed 10th. 10th. Again, and I, I, we, we sound like a, like a cub-bashing podcast because of the first episode, but why are the Chicago Cubs third in the power rankings and the Mets are 10th? Uh, I don't know, but clearly... Major League Baseball and the internet has a boner for the Cubs because <laughs> I don't know why the Cubs are ranked. What was it? Third, you said? Third, man. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. They lost two games to the Marlins. I know they lost last night to the Pirates. Where were the Pirates ranked? Uh, they're not. They're not even in the top ten. What? They're not even in the top ten. No, but that's what I'm trying to say. I don't understand how. Is there a formula for power rankings? Is there an algorithm? Is there some sort of, you know, uh, Silicon Valley guy out there with an algorithm for how to determine who, you know, what the power rankings are? Because when I think of power rankings, I'm thinking of the game on a week-to-week basis, right? That's how I see it. Which which team is performing the best at the time? And then you readjust week-to-week. And we're it's still early in the season, so it's hard to determine who are the teams to watch for. But if I'm looking at the record right now, the Mets have lost one game, just like the Red Sox. The Mets should be up there along with the Red Sox. For me, it should be Astros, Red Sox, Mets right now. One, two, three. Um, but 
I don't know. Yeah, and who am I, right? The Mets the Mets swept the Nationals and Exactly. Are they are the Nationals ranked ahead of the Mets? The Nationals are ranked sixth and the Mets are ranked tenth. It seems like people are taking into account like history or something like that because I don't, again, I don't know why the Cubs are ranked so high. I'm not mad that the the Cubs are ranked. They're they're a playoff caliber type of team. I get it, but they don't. They were missing Anthony Rizzo, you know, this week. Right, and I don't understand why they're third of all things. You know, I just think yeah. baseball loves the Cubs. I guess I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I think that we're still. It's almost like we still have a hangover from that World Series, that World Series team from from two years ago, and um, they're just not the same team anymore. I'm not saying that they're a, a bad team, um, but to be consistently ranked in the top five over and over again, it just doesn't make sense to me. I mean, yeah, I mean the Yankees made it to Game Seven of the ALCS last year, and they're ranked seventh on this list. Like, come on, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and the Dodgers are ranked eighth and the Indians are ranked ninth. Like I would put any of those teams ahead of the Cubs right now, even though the if, if we're judging it by history and how much we fear those teams, I fear the Nats and the Dodgers and the Indians way more than I do the Cubs at, you know, at this point in the season. I would, I would definitely put the Indians ahead of the Cubs. And I don't know if the pirates are p- pretenders so far this season, but they beat the Cubs last night. And yeah. By the way, how random is it? Felipe Rivero changed his last name. That that <laughs> threw me off so bad. He literally, I was watching the game yesterday, and they're like, "Okay, uh, so and so wants to bring his closer in, Felipe Vasquez." And I'm like, "Wow, that's so random." Uh, the Pirates have two guys named Felipe, and then I see this guy throwing. He's like clocking at a hundred, and I'm like, "Oh my god, they have two Felipe's that throw over a <laughs> hundred." Was it one of is it is it one of those situations like uh, Fausto Car- uh, Carmona? Remember that yeah. with the Indians? Uh, I th- I think I read on ESPN that he changed his name uh, in honor of his sister. I don't know if his sister passed away or she she I don't know if she accomplished something, but he changed his last name in honor of his his sister. I don't know why. What's the full story? I didn't really read. I didn't read too into it, but. Uh, hold on, hold on. JD Martinez just hit a grand slam. It is now eight six, Yankees. Wow. I'm gonna contain myself because I'm trying to be pro- <laughs> I'm trying to be professional. And wow, man, things come back around because JD Martinez is another one people were talking about. Like, when is he gonna break out and this and that? But wow, I don't even Ooh. know what to say, man. I'm a happy guy right now. <sighs> Anyway, um, back to the Pirates. Um, the Pirates have a, a plus twenty-two run differential in the National League. That's that's tops in the in the National League, tied with the Diamondbacks. So yeah, I don't. I, they should be ranked too. Um, but again, I guess we have to get to the bottom of power rankings. Maybe this is something we could investigate in a future episode. How the hell do these people rank their teams? Um, but I just wanted to throw that out there because it. it Continues to baffle my mind. Um, yeah. The next thing was a little random, but just Bryce Harper is off to a crazy start this year. And and um, he's going to be a free agent. And I was wondering, is he going to be the highest paid ba- uh, player in baseball? I think, yeah, I, per- I, yeah, I think he's definitely going to be the highest paid player. But I don't know if he's going to get the money that we all think he's going to get. So I think he's going to be the highest paid. But do we really think there's going to be a team out there that's going to drop half a billion dollars on him or maybe like 400? You know, I don't know, man. It just doesn't seem uh, realistic anymore with the way these teams are. What Do you, do you think he's going to get that type of money? So I had read a few weeks ago uh, an article stating that for the first time in I don't know how long, I think it was since the last strike, player salaries went on per, by percentage, it went down by a fraction. It had been going up incrementally, incrementally 
up and up and up. And for the first time this offseason, player salaries actually went down. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, people kept calling this offseason a cold offseason. A lot of players remained unsigned until, you know, a couple of days before opening day. Um, there's still some players left unsigned out there. Jose Bautista still doesn't have a team. Melky Cabrera still doesn't have a team. Um, so I guess what I'm trying to say with that is that I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't get, if he didn't, if he wasn't the highest paid player in baseball. Um, but by the same token, Bryce Harper isn't any of these guys that were available this offseason. I think he's a tier above them and he's still super young. Um, and he's super marketable too. Um, you put him on a, on a big, uh, on a big market. And I think he's going to bring an organization, a lot of money and a lot of attention. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if he got somewhere in the 400 million range, That's gonna be ridiculous. like, uh, that is going to be ridiculous now, but, but we're also seeing, we're also seeing that, that player salaries are trending, um, toward lesser time, like, there used to be a time where they were handing 10-year contracts left and right, like there were Skittles. And it seems like a lot of teams are hesitant to do that. So what I'm interested interested to find out is if he gets $400 million, is he going to get that for 10 years? Or is he going to get that for like seven years? Like, is he going to be making like almost $50 million a year to play baseball? That's where I start to wonder. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was talking to a friend of mine about the, about Bryce Harper. Um has has there ever been a free agent like this about to hit the market? Like Alex Rodriguez. Well, yeah. Well, it's funny because A-Rod actually, I feel like his numbers were worthy of that. Bryce Harper, like I I, I think Bryce Harper is amazing. But if mm-hmm. you look at his numbers so far, he's really only had like that one amazing season. Last year, yeah. he had an amazing season, but he missed a lot of time due to that injury, that freak injury that I can never block out of my, my brain. Um, yeah. So I don't know if you would consider him injury prone or anything. Uh, but um, he really only has that one solid full MVP season. And that one season, it was ridiculous. Like that was like an insane yeah. season. Um, but, you know, has there I don't know if there's ever been a guy like this with this much popularity and potential, because even though A-Rod, I mean, I was kind of young at the time when he when he first uh, when he left Seattle. But was there already that cloud of like, oh, this guy's kind of stuck up, full of himself? You know, I don't really like him too much. All this crap around a rod. Yeah, a lot of a lot of people didn't like a rod, and I think that that off season um, when he was dealing with the Mets and and all those other organizations, he got a pretty bad rap because um, I guess Scott Boris was demanding a lot of extra things and i remember steve phillips at the time who was the gm of the mets alex rodriguez grew up a met fan so he really wanted to be a met um but steve phillips released or he he made public the demands that alex rodriguez's uh um camp was was uh asking for like he wanted his own merchandising tent at spring training he wanted like his own office he wanted his own trainers like he, he was just demanding a lot of things um but the other day he was on on a radio show, the Michael K show, and he Steve Phillips said that he doesn't really think that it was Alex Rodriguez. He thinks it was more a Scott Boris thing. That he thinks that if he could have dealt with A Rod personally, he could have gotten him to sign with the Mets for lesser money. And then I think on on ESPN Sunday Night Baseball, A Rod had said that he, I think he wanted to be a Met at that time. Um, but yeah, he's the only one I can think of, like a charismatic player who who has all the talent. The, the difference is, you're right, A-Rod had proven that he, at the time, he was the best player in baseball. And he was showing that he could have been the, the greatest player of all time, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, whereas Bryce is showing you like like touches of it, but then he'll have years where you're just like, what the, you know, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. He, um, and then he'll have years where he's hurt all the time, like... I don't know, but he's also just 25 years old. Like he's not, he's nowhere near his prime. So if you could get his shit together, the sky's the limit for Bryce Harper. His popularity is just through the roof. Like and he, exactly. I've always said this. I feel like Bryce Harper is like when I see Bryce Harper play, it reminds me of when I was a kid watching these baseball players play. And I don't know this. I don't know if the, you know if people feel the same way, but I, I could picture Bryce Harper trucking a catcher, even though it's against the rules. You know what I'm saying? Like he plays. Absolutely. He plays that type of like passion with the game. 
the mm-hmm. reason why I think guys like, you know, even though Trout is the best baseball player in baseball, the best player in baseball, uh, you know, he's too vanilla, too, you know, like down yeah. the middle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And to me, Bryce Harper is just a guy like I feel like he's trying to prove that he is baseball's greatest player. And that's why he goes up there and you, you're going to see this guy just tear it like every year. But yeah, I don't know. His popularity is just through the roof. Like it's, it's crazy. So I, he, for sure, it's, it's just, I don't know if there's ever been a guy like this, you know, at this point where the game is actually as popular as it's ever been, you know, maybe not as much as the late nineties, but it's, it's, it's pretty popular these days already. And yeah, he's one of the, it's gaining popularity. Yeah, yeah. He's one of the main reasons too. Yeah, yeah. I, there's another thing I read. I keep mentioning, actually, you know what I should do? I should start saving these articles that I read and then reference it and give people credit. But there was another thing I had read that the younger audiences are increasing in baseball. So, like, I think baseball is on the it's on the rise again. I don't think it'll ever be the, the number one sport again, uh, unfortunately. I love baseball, but um, it is gaining popularity. And I think Bryce Harper has a lot to do with that because – he is this this guy who who he is flashy and he is going to let you know how he feels and he you know f- throws the bat and he you know trots to first and does all that stuff and i don't think that that's necessarily bad for baseball i think we need more of that in the game right now you know what i mean i think it's time for a change in the game yeah and um and he's the face of that so i'm all for it um, the next thing was Otani. Uh, this is starting to become, we should rename this podcast to like the, the show, the, the Otani, I don't know, weekly or something, because we talk about this guy every single week, but he isn't giving us a reason to not talk about him. At first it was a negative thing. It was, is Otani the real deal? And now this guy's, he's really performing like as if he's the next Babe Ruth. This is insane. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I'm punching my ticket to the Otani bandwagon, man. Fuck it. Yeah, this is nuts, man. He's had two starts already. Um, he's pitching to a, a 208 ERA. He's won both games. Um, and his whip is under 0.5. He has a 0.462 whip. Like, yeah, striking out hitters left and right. This guy is... His pitching is phenomenal. And then you go to his hitting and it's even better. He's hitting 368 with a 400 on base. And an A42 slugging. It's early in the year. So, yeah, these numbers are inflated. They'll come down a bit. But that's for a guy who's pitching and hitting, that's phenomenal. I would, I would, I would want to see any pitcher who's hit, like in the National League, put five games together of any pitcher in the National League at any point. And I bet you none of them have put these kinds of these kinds of numbers up to this point. Yeah. Uh I I'm trying to catch a game when they come to Yankee stadium and I'm hoping he's yeah. pitching that day or he's in the lineup that day. I'm pretty sure they can, they have to do that. Like it's, it's, it's too, it's too good to pass up, but they got to do that. But uh, a little side note about these random stats that Yo. don't, don't they get annoying ESPN random stats? Do, do, they ever, do, you, ever, yeah, yeah. do you ever see one on sports center and you're just like, wow, who gives a fuck really? Like I saw, I saw one where it was like, Otani's the first player since Babe Ruth to, to uh, pitch seven innings in a game and then hit a home run within 48 hours or something. <laughs> and who tracks this yeah. shit? Who like comes up with Who this? the hell tracks this shit? And then I saw, <laughs> and then I saw one that's even, was even dumber to me. I don't know if you feel the same way. Maybe I'm just being like, maybe I just woke up pissed off that day, but I saw a random stat where it was, where it was like, Oh, uh, Max Scherzer, the first pitcher since 1917 to, to pitch a, a, a nine inning shutout, with 10 strikeouts and steal a base in the same day. And I'm like, all right, who really cares about this? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's like, it's overkill sometimes. Like, you know, some of the stats that they give you are just like unnecessary. Like that, that Max Scherzer one, I'm not going to lie. is kind of interesting, but is it? um, Yeah. In a way, kind of, I mean, (laughs) Uh, all right. But, but but what I don't (laughs) understand is who is tracking this shit? Like, is it's 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 literally somebody's job to just go on I guess go on baseball reference and 
how do you even find that? You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't even know how you find that. Um, it makes me feel like it makes me, it makes me feel like uh, whoever was tracking stats back in like the beginning of the century, uh, they must have kept a really defined, you know, format or something. Because yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. I don't understand who, how, what they type in. Do they do they have a, a a database where all they have to do is type in words like Google where they link the words together like stolen base, 10 strikeouts, nine innings, and it just pops up with just two names, you know? I don't know. But yeah. But speaking of uh speaking of Otani though, do you think if he continues down this path as like a two-way player, does he does he like get the title of the best baseball player in the major leagues over Trout? after one year he'd have to put up some crazy ass numbers in my opinion to take that from trout at this point just because it's only one year um it's almost like judge um i'm a diehard yankee fan obviously and last year judge had a insane year for a rookie and yes i was a big fan and i you know pumped him up a lot a lot of people think that you know that I like him too much. I give him too much credit, but I was a little weary at the end of the season. Is this really judge or not? Like I wanted to see what he does this year. And so far he's, he's, uh, he's living up to the hype, but I still need to see more from him too. You know what I mean? So I'm not going to give, I'm not going to just give hand that away to Otani off of one year, but the same token, he is pitching and hitting. So yeah, I don't know, man. He, yeah, it's crazy. He, what he's doing is insane. That, that's right what now. I'm wondering. Like, um, I think trout is, the best, obviously, but is he, you know, since Otani is just throwing in that two-way factor and just to speak on, like, just to just to joke around and, and everything, would, does that already consider him, like, baseball's best player? Because there's really nobody else doing that. And what's more valuable than a pitcher who can change the game in a swing of a bat, you know? Yeah. And also... He can literally and also, like, affect the game all by himself. Yeah, neutralize the other team off the mound because the people aren't hitting him. I mean, I know it's only been two games. We're really <laughs> watching. Watch yeah, we watch are kind of stink it up for the rest of the season. <laughs> I know. I know. But I mean, so far, I'm, you know, I think today he, I think today he had an RBI single or something. I mean, he, he's showing that he can do it. He can hit, he can pitch. It's, I, I, I think the, what we need to see now is can he sustain it for the rest of the year? Yeah. Um, and he's going to have, he's going to have a point in the season where, He's going to struggle. And can he come out of that? You know what I mean? So I think that's what I'm interested in seeing. Um, we actually, we're actually going pretty, we have a few more topics that we want to talk about. Um, but we're 20, we're 23 minutes in right now. This is insane. Um, so Baseball. let's really quick. Yeah. Since we're, since we're doing this, this steroid era goat bracket and Mark McGuire happens to be one of the guys on the on our bracket um we have we just have to quickly we have to real quick talk about mark mcguire's comments this week too i think it was jason stark of the athletic he claims that he would have broken that single season home run record without peds what is your take on that um i have i have like a, a couple of opinions on mark mcguire so the only the only weird thing about that is that he was 34 when he did it, you know. Yeah. But all right. So w- what I feel is that the record could have been broken. He could have done it. He hit 49 as a rookie, and I know he never came close. I mean, let me see. I'm looking at his numbers right now: 52 and 96 uh, in 130 games. Maybe he was already juicing at that point, but. i think a guy like mark mcguire could have broken the single season record uh because the single season record at that point was 61 61 so he would have just had to get 62 but uh it's funny because i don't think that i don't think we're ever gonna see a home run season like that ever again just for the fact not just because yeah i don't think we'll see 70 plus home runs again but i think i think we'll see 61 
BB. I think Judge. Does that? I think Judge could have done it last year. Judge and Stang could have both hit sixty-one last year. Judge went on a slump. You know, he he had a he had a little rough slump, but a historic slump. Yeah. yeah. But could just could you could you imagine if he never hit that slump? I think he could have very easily almost gotten to seventy because he was. What did he hit last year? 52, 54? I think it was fifty-two. Yeah. But that's the, but that's that goes to what we were talking about earlier today about can somebody sustain this kind of performance for an entire year? Everybody goes through slumps. Granted, Judge's slump was pretty. It was it was extend like it was a big slump. I, I remember it being like more than a month. Like it was over a hundred at bats. It was it was a, a big slump. Um. But prior to that, he was hot from like from the moment he came up to that point. He was like on fire. Um, so, and I remember hearing A Rod had said somewhere that he's gonna have a, he's gonna slump at some point. And will he be like I like I just said before? Will he be able to come out of it? And he absolutely he hit that slump. You know, like nobody else. <laughs> like that slump was <laughs> ugly, but. He was still taking his walks. You know what I mean? He adjusted by September, and then he ended up having, like, an even better September than he had any other months. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't think anybody's going to hit 73 again. Um, but 61, I could definitely see. Like, Stanton could have definitely hit that last year. Um, but but here's my point about Mark McGuire, and I've been rambling on. I'm sorry. No, you don't apologize to me. I, I apologize, no. CT. Just accept it. I'm sorry I'm not sorry, all right? <laughs> um, that didn't even make sense. Um <laughs> so the whole Maguire thing, if you could have break, broken that record without PEDs, then why didn't you? You know what I mean? Like, w- why the hell did you take steroids if you didn't need them? It just doesn't make any sense to me. And I understand that that the purpose of steroids isn't necessarily to, you know, it's not like Popeye spinach. Like you eat spinach and all of a sudden your muscles are humongous. That's not how it works. The, the, the way steroids work, and I'm, I feel like, you know, I know you guys aren't two years old, but I'm going to say it anyway, is that it helps you recover quicker. So in a 162 game uh, game season, Mark McGuire can come back the next the next day and feel as if he didn't play a game the day before. So that's the advantage he gets. It doesn't help you hit a, a fastball. It doesn't help you. In my opinion, it doesn't help you hit the ball any further or anything like that. Um, but then why the hell did you take it? You know what I mean? Like, well, I it, does, it just doesn't make any sense for you to say that now. After you admitted taking PEDs, why'd you take it? I don't get it. I mean, they weren't testing for it like like they were like they did later in that decade, you know. Right. And wouldn't you have? I mean, honest question: Would would you not have taken steroids if you were a major leaguer and you knew it existed and you knew that the guys that were taking it were performing? Would you not have taken it back then when it wasn't such a big? Uh, you know, like scandal. People were getting tested left and right. People are getting like suspended for games and stuff. Would you have taken it? I would have. Absolutely, I would have yeah. taken it. Yes. So that's that's why I think he that you know that's probably his logic for taking it. Um, I, I I'm just someone that believes that he could have done it personally. Uh, maybe that's just like a a little the little fan in me like that mm-hmm. wants to see records like that get broken, but. The way I see it is that guys back then, Babe Ruth, a hundred years ago, did it. He hit sixty. You know, if he hit sixty, yeah. why can't these athletes today hit sixty? I think the athletes today are out of luck just because they're even better than the athletes when Babe Ruth was around. Yeah. But, but I, I think I don't know. I think my point is, don't come out and say some shit like that now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you just come off as a like a fucking loser. You know what I mean? Like, but you know. He, you didn't do it. You, you know, you, you can't play revisionist history. You took steroids. You broke the record. And that's that's what happened. So, yeah, but, you know, could he have done it? Sure. But you know what? We'll never find out because he took it because he's a freaking. Yeah, idiot. we'll never find out. Maybe he said it. Maybe he said <laughs> it because nobody's talking about him. I think I think Mark McGuire should be brought Maybe. on a major league baseball more often. He's a he was a big part of the game. He's a hitting coach with an organization. I don't remember what organization it is, but he's he's employed by MLB. He, right it was now. Oakland A's. I mean, it was St. Louis like two years ago, or not even two years ago. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that. he has a job right now. Yeah, I know he does. He does. I, I I forgot what team he's he's a he's a hitting coach on. But uh, back to what I was saying before, I don't think players. I, the reason why I don't think we'll ever see a ridiculous season like that anymore is because if anyone even gets close 
Well, Stanton, Stanton didn't really I, – I don't remember Stanton slumping at all last year, and he was able to get to 59. He didn't even get to the 61. But I don't think we'll ever see a, a 70 because if there's ever a play that's going to get close to 70, they're just going to walk him every time he comes up to the plate, like with the analytics. And yeah. honestly, it's, it's, it's kind of hard because – you see, and you see like three to four arms every game. It's not easy to just be right. locked in for a full season when you're seeing an additional uh, bullpen arm coming out of the, you know, coming out of the gate. Uh, that and these guys get resties all yeah, the time. Yeah, so I don't so, think we're ever going to see it. I wish, man. I wish we could see some something like that. But yeah, that'd be fun. But. It remains to be seen. Maybe this year, who knows? If Stanton could get his act together, which it seems like he is, I think he's on his third hit now this game um, with the Red Sox. Just thought I'd point that out there. Um, okay. Maybe he's coming out of his slump, and we'll start to see some home runs. You're lucky. Um, I think I you're think, lucky. We, you're yeah, lucky we ahead. didn't do this episode last night, Manny. <laughs> yeah, I know. I am lucky. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, let's. Um, we're gonna take a quick break. All right, guys. Uh, we actually went on for thirty minutes there. That felt really fast to me, but. Um, stick around. When we come back, we're going to have a guest play a new game called Test Your Fandom. Stick around, guys. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Test Your Fandom. Each week, one guest will come on the show and answer five questions about their favorite team. They'll have 15 seconds per question, and if they answer three correct, they win. If not, they'll have to pay the price. This week, in honor of the greatest rivalry in sports, we have a diehard Red Sox fan on the line. Welcome to the show. What's your name, and where are you from? What is your name, and where are you from? I mean, I was waiting, I was waiting for the clap to go away. My bad. <laughs> um, my name is... <laughs> <laughs> my name is Alvis Gomez and I'm from Harrison, New Jersey. All right. And um just a quick question for you, Mr. Harrison, New Jersey. Why are you a Red Sox fan? It's America, yeah, it's a free country. <laughs> okay. All right. Somebody woke up on the wrong side of it. All right, full disclosure. We spoke to Alex <laughs> before recording and agreed on the stakes of this game. If he wins, I, a Yankee fan, will wear a Red Sox jersey at the next game between both teams at Yankee Stadium. If he loses, he'll have to wear a Yankee jersey at the next game between both teams at Fenway Park. Are you ready to play? Hey, I'm ready. Let's do this. How many World Series championships have the Red Sox won? Is it A, 10? Is it B, 4? Is it C, 8? Or is it D, 27? It's a C, 8. That is Correct. <laughs> Question number two. Who was the 2004 World Series MVP? Was it A, David Ortiz, B, Dustin Pedroia, C, Manny Ramirez, or D, Pedro Martinez? 2004? 2004. Manny Ramirez? That is correct. Wow. Good job, Ivy. Oh, the pressure's wow. on, Manny. For reals. Number three. According to Red Sox legend, why did Red Sox owner Tom Yawkey order the construction of the Green Monster in the early 20th century? Was it A, to scare away Yankee fans and Yankee players alike? Was it B, to prevent opposing right-handed hitters from hitting home runs? Was it C, because Babe Ruth ordered one built? Or was it D, to keep people from watching the game for free. Honestly, I don't know this one, so I'm, I'm going to take a guess, and I'm going to go with D. Goddamn, that's right. Good job, man. It's so kind of obvious, you know? I'm going to have to invest in a Red Sox jersey. Uh, that's three <laughs> already. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, can you ask me the other two? You ask me the other two. Uh, should we ask? Him? All right, we, all right. Fuck it. Ask him the other. Wait, wait. Let's go. Carry to place a little side bet on these last two, Ivy. A little side no, bet. Extra credit. 
Well, what you, you want to just ask you questions for free? Is it- aside, aside bit, I mean, aside bit. All right, you want me? Whoa, what do you want to put inside? You're like that's gonna be up to Manny since. Uh, uh maybe. How about maybe I could just let's put yeah. Go let's ahead. put a beer on the line. Let's put a beer. Beer at the game. Beer. Case, I'm gonna put you case of beers. I'm gonna put you want to put a case of beers or oh, want right. to put an eight. You want to put an eighth on the line? Case of beer. All right. So, oh. so here we go. Wait. Uh, Ivy gets. Ivy gets both right. You get the case. One right. Let's do. Let's do. One. He has to get. Mm, yeah, both. He has to get them both right. Okay. All right. Let's go. Okay, Ready? So beer, uh, six, six pack or twenty four pack. Una got a case of beer, man. Twenty four beers. Yeah, for I mean, God's Jesus sake. Christ. Yo, for two questions. I mean, shit. Ah, Jesus Christ. Fine. I have to wear Fine, a Red Sox jersey to a Yankee game, man. Come on. <laughs> I can't believe you're gonna do that. <laughs> Christ Almighty. Let's, let's do this. All right, ready? Which Red Sox pitcher struck out ten or more batters in an opening day start? Was it A. Roger Clemens, B. Wes Farrell, C. Josh Beckett, or D. All of the above? On an opening day? On opening day. Think about this, Ivy. All of the above. God damn you. That is correct. Only four Red Sox pitchers have accomplished this. Clemens did it. Farrell did it. Beckett did it. And Pedro Martinez did it two times. Uh, All right. Question number five. (sighs) Ready? Yeah, I'm ready. This man purchased the Red Sox in 1916. Three years later, in 1919, he traded Babe Ruth away for money, basically. He traded him to the New York Yankees. Who traded Babe Ruth to the New York Yankees? Was it A, Tom Yawkey, B, Henry Killily, C, Harry Frazzy? I think that's how you pronounce it. I apologize, Red Sox fans, if that's if that's wrong. And D, Buddy LaRue. What is your answer? Hey, Tommy Yucky, whatever it is. Is that your final answer? Yeah. That is incorrect. Uh, I kind of knew that one. I, was, I, was, I, mean, I wasn't around <laughs> that time. You know what? You know what, Ivy? Congratulations. You are the winner of Test Your Fandom. Yeah. How do you feel? How does it feel to be the winner? Feels good, yeah. You feel a Yankee fan, you know? All right, that ends our segment, and we're going to move on. When we return, the next two wildcard matchups in a segment we're going to start to call, Who Do You Take? Thanks for joining us, everybody. Thanks, Ad. All right, we're back with Who Would You Take? Our steroid era, uh, steroid era goat bracket challenge. Um, I'm going to start off by just revealing to you guys who has advanced in the steroid era bracket challenge. Um, in our first matchup, which was Rafael Palmero versus Mike Piazza, the winner is Mike Piazza will advance into the first round of the playoffs. And in the second matchup, uh, between Ichiro and Tony Gwynn, Ichiro Suzuki will advance. As much as I disagree with you guys, he will well advance. No, 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 no. Well no. No. Fine. All right. Fine. Yeah. All right. Fine. Ichiro's bigger than the game, man. All right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, okay. All right. So it's going to be Ichiro and Piazza are advancing. But this week, we're talking about the next two wildcard matchups. We have Gary Sheffield versus Jason Giambi. And we have Chipper Jones versus Vladimir Guerrero. So, CT, Sheffield versus Giambi. Who would you take? I'm going to go with the no-brainer. And uh, I'm going to go with the Giambino. The Giambino! Jason Giambi. All right. I ain't mad at you, but I think you're wrong. I go with Gary Sheffield. Ooh, the chef. The Sheffield, ladies and gentlemen. Mr. Aggressive Swing himself. <laughs> Any nicknames? Mr. Mr. I had a, Mr. I had to whip my bat so many times to get my timing down. Sure, that was the reason. <laughs> By the way, nephew of Dwight Gooden. Little fun fact for you. Really? Yeah, just I'm looking on baseball reference. Dwight Gooden's Dang. nephew. That's crazy. Craziness. All right. So, all right, tell me. Why do you think Jason Giambi beats Gary Sheffield? Well... 
I don't know if this is uh, a good reason, but if you if you think about the guys who took steroids and and actually had people wondering like, oh, is this guy on steroids? I think Giambi was like the fourth guy on the list after Maguire, Sosa, uh, and Bond. You know, he was like the he was like that next guy. People were were questioning his his uh, production because of steroids. All right. Yeah. He was in that book, Game of Shadows. It was him and, and uh, Barry Bonds were in the cover. That, that was like the the book that revealed uh, the whole Balco thing. Um, mm-hmm. That's the book that basically outed, I mean, everybody suspected Barry Bonds, but they outed Barry Bonds in that book, basically um, taking the, the clear and the cream or whatever. Um so yeah, Jason Giambi, along with those other guys, along with McGuire and Sosa and Bonds, yeah, um, are the face of the steroid era, basically. So, let, just just keep that in mind and know that even though it's not a good thing to be recognized about, you know, you just gotta you gotta give the guy credit that he actually had people wondering because of what he did on the field and. Uh, it's not really so much with his power numbers, but he got on base a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just looking at his 2001 season, 477 on base percentage, 660 slugging, OPS 1.137. Mm-hmm. And he only he only had 38 home runs. I mean, 38 home runs is a lot. But what, what season is this? This is 2001. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Oh, 2001, you, you mean the, the the same season that Ichiro Suzuki won an MVP? But, you know, I didn't even realize he won the MVP the year before and actually had less of a season. In, yeah. if, actually, you know what? 43 home runs, 137 walks versus 38 home runs, 129 walks. So, yeah, his season before that was even more ridiculous. So maybe that's why he didn't win back-to-back MVPs because how common is that? You you pretty much have to be Barry Bonds to win back-to-back MVPs. Yeah, but I mean, if you're the best player in the league, why the fuck am I arguing for Jason Giambi right now? But anyway, yeah. if you're the best p- player in the league, then you deserve it. The MVP award isn't a fucking consolation prize. Like, oh, let's just give it to the next guy. Uh, you know, th- that's not how it works. The it's bottom goes- line is, Manny, the bottom line is... <laughs> 2,000 hits. Sorry. <laughs> 2,000 hits. More than 400 home runs. Okay. He got on base a lot. Him getting on base is probably his best quality for a yeah. guy that is known for taking steroids. He clearly had the talent, the keen eye to get on base. Uh, and that is my argument. For why wow. Jason Giambi is better than Gary Sheffield. Okay. All right. Fine by me. But you're wrong, as always. Um, <clears throat> so here, it's, it's, Gary Sheffield never won an MVP. So he has I wonder over, why. He has that over Giambi. <laughs> <laughs> but he was an on-base guy, too, actually. Um he is slightly below Giambi on on base. Giambi has a 399 on base career, and Sheffield has a 393 on base for his career. However, Gary Sheffield appeared in 300 over 300 more games than Jason Giambi, and has about 2,000 at bats more than Giambi. So, yeah. To me, you could, they're pretty identical numbers. Um, in terms of his uh, consistency, he played full seasons for the majority of his career, um, whereas Giambi seemed to be injury-rattled toward the end of his career. Um, let me see. Let me see. Home runs. Sheffield has 509 home runs for his career. Giambi is at 440. Um Sheffield has a better batting average for his career than Jason Giambi. And the number shit, I almost I just almost kicked myself in the mouth with this, so I'm not even gonna say it, but Giambi takes him on <laughs> OPS. Uh, <laughs> fuck. Wait, hold on. But slight wait, by by nine points, which is basically the on base is the difference there. Um, I just think Sheffield was more consistent. 
I think Giambi had a short stint where he was the most feared hitter in baseball for sure. I'm going to say like a good two, three, four, five, six, seven, about seven or eight year stint where he was the best player in in baseball, basically one of the most feared hitters. And Sheffield, for the majority of his career, I mean, as a Yankee fan, I remember seeing him play in his late 30s and the way he swung that bat and the way that ball flew off of his bat, the guy was... He was scary, man, and and you know he he's shown some speed in in his career, and he's played third base and shortstop. So I mean, that's why I go with Gary Sheffield. His consistency, yeah. their numbers are close enough. He has more home runs for his career, and he was more versatile than Giambi, in my opinion. More yeah, durable. Towards, towards the end of his career, he was he finished third in MVP, second and then eighth. Uh, yeah. Gary Sheffield. So I'll give you that. He was more consistent than Jason Giambi. But I think you said something very important that there was a time where for more than just three years, Jason Giambi was probably the most feared hitter mm-hmm. in baseball. And that's how I'm going to end this conversation. All right. Whatever. Sheffield has more all-star appearances than than uh, Mr. Giambi, the Giambino. Um, Sheffield also has more silver sluggers. Um, so, yeah, it's, it, for me, it's it's valuable to have a player that's feared for a short amount of time. But if I were to take a player on my team tomorrow, I'd want somebody that I know I can rely on on a day-to-day basis. And I feel like Sheffield is just more reliable than Jason Giambi is. So I think that's what puts him over the edge for me. Okay. So, booyah. The next matchup is Chipper Jones. Oh, yeah. So vote for Sheffield. Anyway, so the next matchup is (laughs) Chipper Jones versus Vladimir Guerrero, Vlad the Impaler. Um, I'm going to go ahead and and just go first on this one. Um, Do what you got to do. Do what you got to do, man. I'm going to just, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to go right ahead and uh, go first on this one. Um, I go with Chipper Jones. Ladies and gentlemen, um, the reason why I go with Chipper Jones is that he was, for his entire career, he was one of these under-the-radar guys, um, and he, in my opinion, from the moment he stepped into the stepped up to the plate to the time he retired, he was probably one of the most consistent hitters that I had ever seen. Um for the majority of his, for his entire career, he played with Atlanta. That's one. Um, every season, but one, as far as I can see here, he played, or two, he played a complete season or 100 or more games. Um, the guy averaged 30 home runs a season. He averaged over 100 RBIs per season. He always hit 300 or better, except for his last four four years or so. But other than that, I mean, the guy was hitting 364 at one point. Um, his on base was always high. His career on base is 401. His career slugging is 529. His career OPS is 930. Um, he was in the MVP running for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13 times in his career, in his 19 year career. Um, only two, only three of those times was he ranked 10 or higher or, 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 you know what I mean? Like from uh, 10 or more. In other words, how many times did I say one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13. So take three of those years away. So 10 years or more uh, for 10 years, he was in the MVP contention, meaning he was ranked 10 or better. Um, barely struck out. Uh, Took his walks, hit his home runs. I'm going Chipper Jones. I'm going Chipper Jones, especially that on base. You know what I mean? He's not going to hack at everything. And and for me, that was Vlad. Vlad's problem was that he just swung at every pitch. Although he always made contact, he swung at everything. And sometimes it doesn't work out. I think Chipper was a smarter hitter. So I go Chipper. Are you done? I'm done. <clears throat> Oh, wow. You know, sorry. sorry, I'm not sorry. You know, um, I don't even know where to begin with the type of player that Vladimir Guerrero was. And how dare you, first of all, uh-huh. 
say that Vlad's problem is that he's swaying at everything. That's that's a skill, my friend. All right. And mm-hmm. if you want to talk about <laughs> if you want to talk about MVPs, Vlad for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, yeah. ten, eleven. 11 years in a row was in the MVP voting. One year it was 24th. Uh, that was his worst as far as MVP voting. He was 24th that year. Okay? Mm-hmm. But he played 16 years. And he was super consistent. He didn't strike. For someone that swung the bat a lot, he didn't strike out a lot. I mean, what do you consider a lot? 95? Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, I'd go a hundred. Okay, well, he never struck out a hundred times in a season. Mm-hmm. Uh, he stole thirty-seven bases and then forty bases the year later. He did. He did get caught stealing a lot, but the point is, he could steal bases. All right, I'm thinking five to a player. Even though we're not including defense, I'm thinking five to a player over here. But you got a guy, man. He had the power. But he was more of a batting for average type of hitter. All right. He led the league in hits in 2002. How often do you see guys like Vladimir Guerrero, who I'm pretty sure if you ask a random guy, Vladimir Guerrero, oh, yeah, that guy hits a lot of home runs. No, man. He also hit the ball a lot. (laughs) All right. (laughs) By the way, uh, holy shit. Their home run. Oh, Chipper has more home runs than, than Vlad. Just, just well, he also did that. play. Chipper does have more home runs than Vlad. Slightly, but, but he uh, still has more. Chipper has slightly more. What was it? Home runs, you said? More home runs. And Chipper has a better on base. And I think the reason is because Chipper was a, was a disciplined hitter. He didn't just like... Yes, what makes Vladimir Guerrero Vladimir Guerrero is that he swung at everything and he was able to make contact. But I think that also affected his game a little bit because, you know, had he been a little bit more disciplined, I think his numbers would have been astronomical. You know what I mean? He would have been, he is already one of the best. He's he's a Hall of Famer. He would have been, he is already one of the best players of his generation. I think this, had he been a little bit more disciplined at the plate, I think it would have taken him to like an Albert Pujols type you know, level. Um, but I think his aggressiveness kind of worked against him. I just think that if it wasn't for injuries, uh, he retired at 36. I think if he could have gotten at least a couple, couple more seasons, you would have seen 3000 hits. You would have seen five, you would have seen 500 home runs. Um, I just he, he, Vlad is one of those players that you actually, the numbers, I feel like even though his numbers are great, they don't do him justice to how really how good I really thought he was. Like I really thought Vlad, like Chip Chipper Jones was under the radar, but Vladimir Guerrero was also under the radar. I know he won MVP. He was always in the MVP conversations, but mm-hmm. uh, when you look at the guys that he was, he played in the American League. So when you look at the guys that were in MVP rating uh, votings, like Manny Ramirez, A Rod, you know, just a bunch of these monsters. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think people lump Vlad into that conversation as much so that's that's why i know he was under the radar but he's just one of those guys you had to see play i think you know i'm not and gonna he make was it beast. he was a beast not. yeah he was <laughs> all right i don't want to make a case for vlad because i go, go, go with chipper um just because i think i value uh uh more disciplined hitter over an aggressive hitter i'm not saying that vlad vlad wasn't great i think vlad is one of my favorite players of all time yeah. um And I just saw something here, and I'm kind of making a case for you, but it's only because I'm surprised and I have to throw it out there. But in 2002, Vlad was one home run away from a 40-40 season, which not not many players – I didn't even know he stole 40 bases in his career. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that's pretty fucking good. But Vlad, again, Vlad was too aggressive. I mean, Chipper Chipper was at 400 or better – 400 or close to 400 – his entire career basically getting on base Um, getting on base and Mm -hmm. he was you know his slugging was a little bit less than vlad but he's more consistent he's somebody i can rely on not that i can't rely on vlad but um 
I feel like when you're more disciplined, you you make less outs. And I think that's apparent by the on-base percentage. Okay. Um, so that's my argument for Chipper Jones. Pretty sure I'm going to lose this one, but um, still had to... <laughs> Still had to fight for my guy. It's a good uh, argument. It's a good argument. <laughs> um, so yeah, that I mean that just about does it for. Oh, actually, let me let me um, really quick because I didn't mention this in the first matchup, the Rafael Palmero Mike Piazza matchup. We said Mike Piazza won. He's going to be facing off the one seed Manny Ramirez. Um, the Tony Gwynn Ichiro Suzuki matchup. Ichiro will advance and he's going to face off against Albert Pujols. So we have two matchups coming up uh, for sure. Manny Ramirez versus Mike Piazza in the first round. Albert Pujols versus Ichiro Suzuki. Um, so as as we've been saying, uh, I will post some things up on social media for you guys to vote. Um, Gary Sheffield versus Jason Giambi. Who would you take? Make sure you go on social media and place your votes. And Tripper Jones versus Vladimir Guerrero. Place your votes. We're on Twitter at WTTS Pod. We're on Instagram at Welcome to the Show Pod. We're on Facebook at Welcome to the Show. You can email us at Welcome to the Show Pod at gmail.com. You can comment on Podbean. Welcome to the Show at Podbean. Uh, welcome to the Show dot Podbean dot com. Uh, call us, do whatever you want to do. Um, but yeah, uh, place your votes, make sure your voice is heard. This is a democracy. This is very important. <laughs> um, so yeah, we had discussed real quick, we're going to end this segment, but we don't want to leave quite yet because there is a Red Sox Yankee games, uh, Red Sox Yankee game going on. And while we were talking, a brawl, uh, took place. Uh, Austin Jackson was plunked by, um, by uh, Joe Kelly. Is that his name? Joe Kelly plunked, plunked him, yeah. Yeah, and punches were thrown. And and I know you, I'm pretty sure you have something to say about it. So tell us. What do you have to say so, about it? So I don't know, man. I, I'm just, I feel like they're trying to make us believe that these guys are at each other's throats again. I don't know. Uh, that brawl seemed kind of random uh i did think the slide i don't know what inning it was that slide did seem kind of intentional a little late mm-hmm. but it just it you know like the red sox whooped the yankees ass last night and now that the yankees are beating the red sox it just seems like we were just looking for a reason to be pissed off i don't know um hey, wait you mean the red sox yes that's that's what i mean but but, but I'm why a fan, would you- i'm a fan i'm a fan of brawls i'm a fan of brawls but I like to see brawls between the key players on the team, not between Joe Kelly and freaking what's his name, Austin Jackson. Yeah, like I want to see, I want to see Judge pick up Chris Sale, or I want to see Chris oh Sale God. plunk. <laughs> I want to see Chris Sale plunk Judge in the back, and then Judge like break his bat like a toothpick, and then I want to see, <laughs> and then I want to see Mookie Betts and Gary Sanchez. You know, damn. The Red Sox players get their ass whooped by these monsters on the Yankees, but you know what <laughs> no. I'm saying, man. I want, I want to see these. I want to see these all star players. You want to see A Rod, you know, A Rod versus uh, Baratek again. That's what you want to see. You want to see like the the big I guys see, going at it. I want to see Pedro Martinez make an appearance, and then you want to see Aaron Pedro Martinez. Throw. I want to see. Aaron, I want to <laughs> see Pedro Martinez grab Aaron Boone by the throat and throw him on the ground like he did that one time. That's what <laughs> I want to see. He's too young, man. He only goes after the old people. Um, <laughs> no, no. I mean, I, I didn't think this was as – to me, it didn't come off as fixed. Um, Austin Jackson comes off to me as a hothead kind of. Um, and I don't know. I think I think brawls like this are good for baseball. And I think I, it seemed genuine to me. They both seem genuinely pissed off. And um, – the only comment, the only thing that I really noticed, and I need to make this one comment, but um, Aaron Judge, man, MVP, he's the, he's the Red Sox MVP this year, man. He saved Joe Kelly's life. He was about to get murdered. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, yeah, thank God, because we need Joe Kelly. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's exactly, yeah, you guys, that's why nobody was fucking, it took Aaron Judge to take to keep Joe Kelly away from Austin Jackson, because you guys are like, fuck this guy, take him out. No, but for real, though. Uh, shout out! Shout out to the judge for stepping up right there. You wouldn't. I, you don't usually see stuff like that. He's a good dude. Yeah, good dude. I like him. I like him. 
But yeah, I think this is good for baseball. Hopefully, you know, the tension builds and this rivalry gets going, man. It's, it's been a while since these two teams have been at, at each other's throats, you know? I feel like 2004 kind of just sealed the deal and the Yankees like ran into their little rabbit holes like like little bitches and I think it's time for us to come out. Guns are blazing. Don't fuck with us anymore. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you want to you want to go there? You want to go there? No, nah, man. No, nah, man. I'm sorry. You throwing name? <laughs> I wasn't calling you a bitch, but but yeah, bitch. Um okay. <laughs> so all right me, man. You're testing think- <laughs> that does it that does it for us this week uh thank you again to 314 feet luigi gomez for the artwork thank you again to vm varga for the music uh alvis gomez for kicking my ass and test your fandom if you want to participate and test your fandom send us a dm send us a message and tell us who your favorite team is we'll try to put something together um yeah and besides that make sure that you subscribe because when you subscribe the episodes automatically download into your phone and we get credit for it meaning we'll get more exposure our podcast will potentially get more ratings more people will will be able to see you know us um so support us um and to those of you who have posted something on social media or shared our show with somebody else thank you very much um if you haven't done so already and you have time please help us share share our names on social media and get us out there we're trying to we're trying to put together a show here where we're not talking down to you guys where we're talking on your level um and i hope that you've enjoyed it so far um, but yeah, that's all I have to say. Do you have anything to say, CT? Uh, yeah, man, you pretty much covered everything. Uh, sorry, good job. <laughs> no, man, <laughs> good shit. Uh, Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for all the listeners, and uh, we'll see you next week. All right, peace. Peace. <laughs>